This is a Lip Media Podcast. This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wulgarukaba, Bindal and Wurundjeri peoples. The country we now call Australia was built on the stolen lands of hundreds of unique Indigenous nations, and we recognise that as white women we continue to partake in and benefit from the act of colonisation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Book Slut, a podcast bringing erotica out of the gutter and into a snobbier gutter. Hi, my name is Abby. And I'm Sam. It should go without saying that this podcast is not safe for work, so put your headphones in. Hello from lockdown. How's quarantine? It is going okay. I really wish I had spent more time thinking of like deep and meaningful things to say about my time in quarantine (laughs) (laughs) but I have no I have I have no depth there's (laughs) for those who've missed the memo Abby has moved away from Melbourne and so she's spent the last two weeks in quarantine in a hotel room by herself Mm, yes so that's been tough yeah that's that's been tough um and I've now watched 25 episodes of Grand Designs. That so. seems like a very reasonable amount to me. I, I feel like you've you've played it pretty cool. No, thank you. I didn't want <laughs> Kevin to know I was, like, super keen, you know? <laughs> I just know I'm a little bit keen. And it's 2005 Kevin, which is, like, Kevin with hair and a leather jacket. For those uninitiated into Grand Designs, Kevin McLeod is the only Grand Designs host worth watching. And, um... <laughs> He's he's a daddy. I think it's safe to say he's a daddy. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I have n- nothing to add to that, really. <laughs> so I think we can all tell that I'm doing fine in quarantine <laughs> and my life is going really well. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're almost out. Last night. Yeah. What a party. So, um... Following on from like quite a few people linking this book to us, mm. I have read Kissing the Coronavirus by MJ Edwards. So for those who haven't listened to our entire catalogue of episodes, um, <laughs> what are you doing? Go back and do your homework. <laughs> Firstly, do that. <laughs> <laughs> so earlier in the year, I think it was in April, we um, released a side note called The Pandemic, where we looked at kind of there was like a a spike in um, like sex toy sales and like porn hub traffic and things like that all to do with like the the sort of uh, season one of the pandemic I suppose and there was a bunch of like uh, coronavirus themed erotica coming out is that what we're calling it season one of the pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah I'd say that in Melbourne we're in at least season three or four <laughs> Yeah, where it's like gets to the point where they start replacing characters for no proper yeah. reason, and the, it just goes on this weird side tangent that you're not really sure why we ended up here. Yeah, it started the the plotline's gone a bit funny because we've run out of things to do. <laughs> like we just we've done what people we can. Are, people are sick of seeing Dan turn up every day in the same <laughs> outfit and say the same people shit. Like, if I see one more Instagram story with fucking sourdough bread, I'm going to flip a table. <laughs> so <laughs> we've just come up with like 
the most boring idea for a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so we we spoke about this in April when it was still kind of like a bit of a novelty. Um, Just as like a proper, proper flashback. Do you remember like the first time where coronavirus is just like being heard about and we had an episode and you were like, oh, you know, hopefully in a couple of weeks this will all blow over. I know, I was... (laughs) I was so young. I was just a young character in season one, you know? <laughs> so naive before your heart was crushed. Exactly. How was I to know? <laughs> That's the best thing about having a podcast, I think, is all of your stupid words are oh, they, recorded. And there's a backlog. We, one day we can have the joyous task of listening back. No, I'm never going to do that. I'm, ne- <laughs> I'm never going to listen back. <laughs> What's done is done. <laughs> so yeah, so we're t- we're we're coming we're coming back to uh, coronavirus themed erotica with this book. Um, thank you to everyone who did link us this book. I mean, I've read it, so I say thank you with a huge bucket of salt um, <laughs> because it was terrible. But I appreciate <laughs> that people are sending us books now, which is really which is really awesome. So if people do have recommendations, feel free to. Um, to let us know and uh we will either like thank you or send you some hate mail (laughs) so this story was upsetting and as you hinted to at the beginning it did cause a bit of a uh is feud too strong a term i mean i was i was actually thinking about this because the first thing i typed into google was like chuck tingle pandemic feud and nothing came up so for context for people who don't know about chuck tingle chuck tingles this is amazing um satirical yeah i would say erotica writer yeah check out (laughs) chuck tingle he's amazing um he's got he's got an interesting he's got an interesting worldview yeah i'm into it (laughs) anyway my point is is i didn't fully comprehend like why he would like care but i having read it now i can see why it's upsetting (laughs) anyway let me tell you the story and you can make up your own mind (laughs) so the story opens in a lab with dr alexa ashington you know what that's like on on the scale of erotica names that's quite good High points on the names. Well, I mean, the other character in it is Dr. Gertlichund. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry? (laughs) Gesundheit. (laughs) So Alexa's standing there and she's holding this test tube full of coronavirus, which in this depiction is this pale, Mm. creamy, Mm -mm. bubbling liquid. (laughs) I don't, I also want to be up front here. I don't know science very well. (laughs) So, but I don't think this author does either. I don't science, (laughs) but I science enough to think that like the virus of, you know, coronavirus it's not it's not gonna be bubbling <laughs> like <laughs> it's sort of it's like not some like witches liquid. they kept calling it creamy yeah, and it's I was not like, it's Stop. not like some witch's brew in a cauldron you know <laughs> it's 
sent out by bats, as the yeah. case may be. <laughs> so, so she's standing there in this lab and she's like holding this test tube and getting like all kind of like kind of hot and heavy thinking about this test tube, which like straight off the bat was interesting. And on the first page, it's like, despite the devastation the virus was causing across the globe, Alexa felt a rush of excitement every time she picked up the corona sample, like a pulsating erect penis, desperate to <laughs> unleash its devastation on anyone who touched oh, it. Oh, God. Like that's, like, that's the intro, you know? <laughs> I, I feel like, and again, I don't science, but I feel like one of the big questions that a scientific ethical board would be asking the scientists, well, not that they would be, that they should be asking, <laughs> is, are you sexually attracted to viruses? Because <laughs> this could be a problem for us. This, it's a conflict. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some ethical considerations in this, right? <laughs> And okay, another thing as we dive into this episode, like I feel like it sh- we shouldn't have to say it, but obviously coronavirus is very serious and many people have died and suffered immensely. So just want to like highlight that we're not poking fun at coronavirus or people who have suffered at the hands of it. Um, no, absolutely. It should go without saying, but there you go. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> And and I think and we'll we'll talk about it a bit later, but that is essentially where this feud started. And I, you know what, I'm just calling it a feud. I'm going ahead, yeah, and naming nah, it. Go for it. <laughs> Sounds a lot more dramatic that yeah, way. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay, so that's where we've that's where we've started, right? So it's a it's a strong it's a strong entry point. So she's like holding this test tube and she feels a tickle in her knickers and she's thinking about... Oh, is that a quote? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I didn't just make that up. <laughs> I don't know, it kind of sounded like something you would say. I mean, it did make me think of um, my mum when I was growing up. She would describe it as being funny, funny in your wee wee. <laughs> so, you know, it's not far off. Tickle in the knickers. Yeah. And it kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> so she's thinking about like all the, like the hell that this virus has unleashed on the world and is like, oh, imagine what I could do with this. And she's like biting her lip and like rubbing her nipples and stuff. And at this point I was like. In the lab? Yeah. Workplace <laughs> health and safety. What the fuck? <laughs> so we got two professional boards engaged in this problem already in our first page (laughs) and so she starts to imagine like what it might feel like if she touched herself with this test tube and so then she'll feel like a test tube (laughs) (laughs) like i mean i don't it's not a a huge leap of the imagination (laughs) i mean it's it kind of is a similar or smaller scale dildo or just like a little like lipstick vibrator yeah i just feel like that's not something that i would i'd be like wow this is looks like a vibrator but i wouldn't be like ooh, what could it possibly feel like <laughs> unless she's like pouring like coronavirus over her like a sudsy car wash Ew, kind of. gross i mean it doesn't quite get to that point but um <laughs> she, she starts to like like drag this test tube like down her body and 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 Un- is unbuttoning her, unbuttoning her pants and like rubbing it up against herself, and then she's like, "Oh, I should, I should put it inside me, see what that feels like." So, 
She goes. And it's just like an open test tube. Is there stuff like spilling out I, on the edges? I assume there's Is like a little cork stopper on the end. <laughs> <laughs> like a fine wine. <laughs> and so then she's just about to put to to put the vial inside her when her boss, Dr. Gersh Gershlichund. <clears throat> excuse me, Gershlichund. Is that is that is, is that just the last name? Or is that the first and last name? Oh, no, that's just the last name. His first name's Bob. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, of course it is. <laughs> no, that makes absolute sense. <laughs> so he walks in and she's like, oh, shit. And so Dr. Gertley Chund isn't the kind of guy that Alexa is uh, physically attracted to. Quote, she liked big muscular men with big cocks. And Dr. Gertley, <laughs> Gertley Chund was small and had a funny mustache. I mean, girl knows what she likes. Uh, sure. Sure. So she's got this kind of like um, weird kind of crush on him, though. Even though she doesn't find him physically attractive, she's, uh, I guess it's kind of like a mixture of admiration. Also, they've been stuck in this lab for ages, just the two of them. So who knows? I mean, what country is this in? It's a heavily underfunded coronavirus research. Well, so apparently there was four of them. <clears throat> there were four like world-class researchers that were working together to come up with a cure. And this, this I found really upsetting actually. Um, they, uh, so they started out with four and then as the virus spread, two of them got um, coronavirus and died. But it says, Whoa. it's describing the, the, the spread of the virus and the book's like, then slowly the virus had spread across the globe, Asia, Europe, some other places oh my God. but most importantly and worryingly america no and i was like oh god some oh. other places what oh. <laughs> oh that is upsetting yeah that is yeah so so there's just the two of them she's got this weird crush and she's like you know after being stuck in the lab with him for so long she was and i quote so deprived of the feeling of a hot man dog inside her lubricated pussy oh. bun. Pussy pussy bun I mean is not good, but it for some reason the thing that really gets me there is man dog. I just <laughs> And it came out of nowhere. <laughs> I was just reading it. I was like, whoa. I mean, man oh, dogs, God. they always do, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So she, that's how she's feeling. I can't mm. say it again. Um, <laughs> that, that she had considered asking him if he'd be interested in a little bit of quick sex so that she could just get on with finding a cure because she's like super sexually frustrated. Right. And I was like, girl, fair. You know, you just want to get that sex out of the way. But also, I mean, you're trying to cure a pandemic, so maybe just, like, put it aside for a second. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, she goes into, like, quite a bit of depth about Dr. Gertie... Gertie Chund. It's hard to say. Um, I feel like you could just call him Gertie. And so she's, like, describing him as, like, marriage material. But then it goes, and I apologise in <laughs> advance for this. <laughs> she goes, but she couldn't get over that moustache. <laughs> She loved beards, and a mustache was only the start of a beard. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? Wait, 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 wait. So bad. 
We've had two solid episodes of not being able to hold our shit together on these. <laughs> okay. She loved beards, and a mustache was only the start of a beard. Like micro penises are just the start of a real penis. You need Ooh. the rest of it to be truly mu- meaningful. And I was like, what? What? The fuck. Like, who is. Did you look up who this author is? I mean, there's an author's note at the end which gives you very little information. But what it does tell you is that she lives in Surrey with her husband and 19 ferrets. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, one ferret I could maybe excuse, but not, like, like that house is more the ferret's house than it is their house. Like, and like, you you decided to put that in your about the author section. Oh my god! I did read that there's a note on Goodreads from somebody, another author called M J Edwards, who who is a man, saying, um. I just became aware of a book, Kissing the Coronavirus, that appears under my pen name and apparently uses my picture as if I were the author. I am not, and I know nothing about this book. Oh, it's really, like, making some waves. Yeah. People do not like this book. And honestly, with, like, comments like that, the micropenises just Mm. flowed, like, it was so unnecessary. And also, like, I don't, I mean... I confess I don't know much about micropenises, but I don't feel like it's okay to just, like, I don't know, it felt very wrong. To be like, they're the beginning of a normal penis? Like, absolutely yeah. not. I, I feel like, trust your gut on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, really, like, caught me by surprise. Mm. So, her and Bob have been having these disagreements because she thinks that the cure needs more COVID-19 in it and he disagrees. Mm, it's a it's a classic it's a classic cure argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she ends up going rogue and she decides to add more into the vaccine while he's out of the room. So she opens this uh, test tube and it's like even the sound of the virus made her ovaries clash together like cymbals. Oh my god. <laughs> so a couple of things. What does a virus sound like? <laughs> ovaries clashing together sounds very painful. Just makes me think of uh, the love potion in Harry Potter where it like smells like a different thing to every person. I'm just picturing <laughs> that, but audible <laughs> to me it sounds like wind whistling through leaves and the turn of a page of a book <laughs> i mean that's hot are your ovaries clashing right now <laughs> i hope they never do genuinely <laughs> i prefer when they stay like separate apart from each other <laughs> she's like shut up i'm trying to listen to the virus <laughs> down like clanging symbols in the Bob walks in like what the fuck is happening (laughs) this is not science (laughs) so okay so she's she's added extra she's clanging away she's she's clanging she's adding extra coronavirus into this vaccine um and then Bob comes back and she's like oh the samples are all perfect he's like great we can start the trial and she's like all right I'll write to the medical council. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about that. We're skipping approval from the council. 
And I was like, again, this seems like a bad move. I feel like this would be like a third board by this point getting oh, yeah. involved. This lab <laughs> needs some serious oversight. <laughs> yes, it does. And then it's like, Alexa's heart fluttered like it had done the time she fucked the farmer's cross-eyed son and uncrossed his eyes. What? It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting to read. It's like every single simile in this book is a simile that never needed to be said. And like weirdly picking on like quite specific physical things if that makes yeah, sense yeah i mean yeah so reading it at this point i was like i was just very uh, not around that's a lot to come into yeah <laughs> um, they just like they just drop on you like a ton of bricks out of nowhere so anyway so she's like what do you mean we're not gonna you know seek approval for this vaccine or whatever and he's like that i've tampered with <laughs> yeah Oh no, we're not getting approval for this thing that I have like absolutely fucked with without any of you knowing. Like, gosh golly. Oops. And so he like gets up and like storms across the lab and he's like, I'm gonna do it. And she's like, What? Like he gets he gets it out and he like injects himself with the needle with this like concoction that she's made. Hey, yeah. I mean, again, I don't science, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it seems like it's a bit off. Um, so as it turns out, he's already caught coronavirus. So he's like, I'm a goner. I, I may as well. I've got nothing to lose. This could save millions of lives. I mean, okay. So yes, coronavirus is very serious. We're not trivializing that. But the like the death rate is is relatively low in that. If you found out you had it and went to hospital, you're likely to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly like, I've contracted it, I'm dead. It's not like, you know, the bubonic plague. Um, and it's not like this, like, world-class doctor has access to, like, really good medical facilities or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's probably a rich, white, maybe Germanic man. <laughs> He'll probably be okay. Yeah. Okay, so... But sure. So he collapses on the floor. And then... (laughs) And this is a quote. For some reason, the lights flashed. Wind whipped around the lab, lashing her hair back and forth (laughs) and shaking her ample breasts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you have your boobs ever been shook by the wind? <laughs> oh In what I imagine is a controlled lab. <laughs> so and then the second part of this is again I I mean, it's not quite as offensive, but you know. I think we should just put a blanket <laughs> apology on this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so shaking her ample breasts. There was lots of sound and shaking, and Alexa's heart hammered harder than the time she was hammered by the carpet fitter when he came to fit the carpets in her country manner. (laughs) (laughs) And when Peter the Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers (laughs) and put his pecker inside her pussy. (laughs) And that's quite good. (laughs) Thank you. I tell you what. 
This book did make me laugh out loud, though. So there's that. I mean, so did ectogasm for me. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) So then Bob turns green. I mean, that's the only natural conclusion to be drawn. (laughs) Similar, actually, to, I think, how you were imagining the ghost from ectogasm. Like, that kind of green. (laughs) So... Did he taste like lime jelly and what was it? Mint ice cream and mucus? Uh, no. But wait, I do have what he does taste like. We'll get there. Ooh. She's like, and he was covered in small green bumps, which sciencey people like Alexa call spike proteins. <laughs> does not it did not say sciencey people it did not yeah it did oh my god have mercy i just remembered that we need to take a break should we take a break and i'll tell you what happens the rest of the story i mean sciencey people would take a break at this point so (laughs) yeah okay let's take a break (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's, it's, it's really bad. It's so bad. So, okay, so we're back. To recap where we're, where we're at, I feel like Bob's injected himself. We've not moved very far. <laughs> Just in case you lost, you know, track of what's happened. Bob's turned green. Mm-hmm. Covered in small green bumps. Mm-hmm. So. Like a pickle. He's Pickle Rick. <laughs> he's the same. Yeah, it's essentially Pickle Rick. So they start having this conversation and like he goes to take a step towards her and she's like, don't come any closer, which seems like a valid reaction to me. Uh, Yeah, no, I think out of it's like the first valid thing that's (laughs) happened in this book, to be quite honest. (laughs) And then he's like, don't worry, I can tell that you're immune. So as it turns out, she was asymptomatic and she gave it to Bob and so she's like oh no and then a single tear trickled down <laughs> Alexa's rosy red cheek and that's enough thinking about a Bob moment. we're done he gets a single tear <laughs> and he's done and so he's like "Call you can call me Corona <laughs> no no sorry you can call me COVID you can call me COVID is his name <laughs> You can call me 19. (laughs) COVID 19. (laughs) That's good. Uh, So he's holding her, like comforting her. And she starts to get all like aroused again. And she's like... I I mean, he's essentially a ribbed condom in human form. Uh, Also, like he grew a lot. So like he he grew like a a meter taller than he was before. And like... 
and like she directly ripped this off from the Hulk. Like all of his clothes like ripped off as he was growing. And he's green. <laughs> like I mean, he's he's just a bumpy yeah. Hulk. He's pickle Hulk. <laughs> I mean, isn't that everyone's fantasy? Like I thought that that's where we were where we were going. No, we're we're definitely vibing that. I do. <laughs> I do think that the guy that plays the Hulk is really hot. And the other actor that looks a lot like the guy that plays the Hulk is also hot. Er- not Eric. No, uh, it's not. Mark I Ruffalo. also thought I also thought Eric Banner first. Was Eric Banner ever the Hulk? No, it's because no, it's because his name is Banner. They call him Banner. <laughs> it's Mark sense. Ruffalo. Yeah, it's Mark Ruffalo. Wonderful. He's yeah, no, would bang. Yeah, 100%. Sorry. With or without the green skin. I don't know. No, without. I couldn't. I, couldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't bang the Hulk. It's too much. It's too much. I'd be really concerned about my safety. And then I'd be concerned that, like, he'd get into a spiral because <laughs> yeah. he'd be really sad that he, like, killed me. Oh. And, you know, it would be It'd be a lot for both of us. Yeah, that's, that's too much. That's more than you need. Okay, so she's like, I should be scared, but I feel safe. And I was like, it seems unwise, but sure. And then he leans in to kiss her and, I quote, his tongue, so soft and hot, like a chunk of microwaved fish sloshing around in her mouth. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this poor, sad person living in their house run by 12 ferrets. 19. microwave fish. 19. <laughs> 19 ferrets <laughs> eating microwave fish. Like, what has happened to you? I mean, she did lose her job, apparently. That's the reason she wrote this book. But I've been like, so did thousands and thousands of other people. Maybe sell some of the ferrets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So we're almost there. We're almost there. (laughs) So they start going for it. And he flips her over and clamping his hands down on her ass spreading her cheeks wide so he could thrust his warbling member deep into her pocket of ecstasy. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, isn't warbling, like, don't magpies warble? Isn't it like that? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a green, a massive green dick warbling at you. It's actually quite terrifying. That's, oh my that's God. scary. Oh. oh, okay, I'm ready. So he starts spanking her until, and they, the, oh yeah, I mean, just because we've spoken about this, you know, it comes up a lot. There was no like consent or condoms or anything like that, just so we're clear. I feel like maybe if you're fucking like the embodiment of, of a virus, maybe it's not first thing on your mind. I don't know. I mean, but it's, 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 it's Bob as the virus though. Right? No, no. It's it's a whole new it, like it. He like consumed Bob. Bob is no longer there. Bob's gone. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. So it's not like if Bob had something, you would catch Bob's dirty dick. Yeah, it's not just Bob <laughs> who's sick. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, so he starts spanking her until finally he filled her with love lotion, which oozed out. (laughs) (laughs) You good? Can I I finish? I mean, who would have guessed that love lotion was the thing that would really (laughs) 
get me. (laughs) Which oozed out instantly and spread right across the floor. And she thinks to herself, that's going to take a long time to clean up. (laughs) So they finish. Um, It doesn't mention whether she comes or not. So probably not. Not important. (laughs) Guess not. And then she's like, is this love? (laughs) And then... For the rest of the evening, Alexa and COVID remained in their embracing embrace. No. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is that the final, is that the final sentence? Like that's it? No, the, no, no. To be, the final sentence is like, it's weird, right? It, cause, hold on. Cause it did make me wonder what the fuck was going on. Final sentence is like, she lay still and listened to COVID's heart and she closed her eyes and she rested and rested and, and then it's like a long dash. It's like, what, what? Did she die? Like what happened? Is she dead? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, I look, it was 13 pages long and that's was long enough. That's a lot. In 13 pages, that's, like, quite a lot. So I guess we should say, which we haven't already said, for those who don't know about Chuck Tingle and why this is an issue, essentially Chuck Tingle's erotica tends to focus on um, inanimate objects, sentient inanimate objects. It's a lot of, like, pounded in the butt by a T-Rex eating a hamburger kind of vibe. Um... Yeah, you can listen to one of one of our early episodes, which is we were talking about food, um, and we read one of his books, which was all about a sentient peanut butter and jelly threesome. So, as another example <laughs> of the kinds of things that he he writes. Yeah, and so essentially, I think what happened is kind of from the beginning of the pandemic, people have been atting Chuck Tingle, being like, "You should write." an erotica about COVID, about the pandemic. And he's taken a pretty strong stance of saying that uh, he won't write a book about the pandemic. And on his website, it says, Chuck has a firm policy about not profiting from or making light of natural disasters or events that are harming people on this timeline. Uh, Have you been to Chuck Tingle's website? Yes, it's a delight. (laughs) Have you seen his guided meditation? Oh, no. <laughs> wow. A man of many talents. I would just highly recommend that everybody goes and checks his guided meditations. I, I've done a few guided meditations in my time and none of them have been quite like <laughs> Chuck Tingles. Um, so essentially this, this was all kind of happening and then people started... People started tagging Chuck Tingle in excerpts of this book and then was essentially like, I, because this book was released in April. Oh, why was it just, why is it just getting like more attention now? Well, I think it's like, it, it went viral. <laughs> pardon the pun. Um, and so he was kind of, I think, quite early on getting linked to this. And right. it feels like somewhat in response, he started releasing these so in the Tingleverse, 
all of his books are called Tinglers. <laughs> so he started releasing these Tinglers about, and I've got, you know, um, my handsome sentient face mask protects me despite the ridiculous conspiracy theories that he won't. Also, he pounds my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Bisexual vampire unicorns teach me the importance of the vampire cough and not pounded by anything while I practice responsible social distancing. Right. So, because I just assumed that he had already done those, then this book came out and then he... So I got my timeline all wrong. I'm I'm not entirely sure if they were all in response to this book, but I do know that when he came out with his statement, and I should have actually looked at the timing of this because I feel like it was not that long after people started sending us mm. the, the book yeah. that he put a statement up on Instagram. Um, and he made all of his books about COVID, so those ones that I mentioned before, free and said, you know, normally they cost £3 or something, I think, if people could buy these and donate the £3 to these organisations that are helping um, fight the pandemic um, I have his post and I think it's good to kind of read it out in full and he was saying you know he's addressing the Chuck copy coronavirus erotica book because I think that's the other aspect of this is that it is very similar in vain to his works oh absolutely yeah. absolutely so he says as a free speech buckaroo I think it is fine if author wants to speak on this virus way but I have been sent sections of book and as a buckaroo, I know when intent is to prove love or intent is to hurt. As man name of Chuck myself, I would not write Virus's hero when it is hurting so many and sending so many to the lonesome train. This is devil man way. <laughs> Chuck Tingle speaks in a very specific way as well. <laughs> the lonesome train. I love that. That's so sweet. <laughs> Thinking about this way makes me feel sick in belly and heart that someone would do this. And when I'm tagged in this way, I feel very sad as man name of Chuck. It is gross way and I feel sad that others are sharing this. It does not prove love and it does not support the buckaroo lifestyle. In response, I've made additional recent books about healthy habits to avoid this harmful virus free on my site. There are links to donate to healthy charities if you can. As world's greatest author, I encourage buckaroos to ignore books where this painful virus is hero and love interest. It makes me feel so bad that I bought it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Chuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, I mean, on the kind of topic of it going viral, I did have a look. There were a couple of articles written about this book um, in early October. Mm. And in those articles, they were saying things like it had 400 reviews on Goodreads at that time. And then when I checked today, it had almost a thousand. So that's within the space of a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I think it really kind of took off at, at some point, maybe uh, late September-ish. But I think it's I think it's an interesting thing to talk about. And we, we, we spoke about it a little bit in our previous episode about the pandemic more so around like Pornhub capitalizing off a pandemic. Yeah. But also this idea of making, I think there's two arguments, right? And this tends to be where people have become polarized about this book is that some people are like, this is a dark time. This is a stupid, funny book. Let's just find humor in the situation that we can, that kind of gallows humor type vibe. 
And then there are other people that are just saying, you know, it's just it, like kind of what you're saying is not very well written. It's not particularly that funny except for laughing at it. Yeah. With the bonus of a little, like some weird body shaming moments in as well. It's just like the strange combination of badness. Yeah, it's 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 just kind of this combination of things that mean that people are like, why did this book need to be written? You know, like why, obviously this person says that they lost their job yeah. and they're, they're trying to make this money and whatever. It gets a little bit shady when there's an, they're using the photo of an author who didn't write the book apparently but it's also kind of capitalizing on what is now a, a kind of a well-known uptick in erotica now that people can't really have sex as much as they used to i was seeing <laughs> as as like some updates there was an article in rolling stone that was saying that zoom has said that they're going to start using machine learning to identify accounts in violations of its policies because people are using it as a platform for play parties where they go on and they and they all masturbate together and it's a group masturbation session. Okay, so a few things on that. One, if they're all consenting adults, I don't see why it's a problem. Obviously, if the, you know, Zoom and lots of other like video conferencing things have had lots of issues with um like spreading of child pornography and things like that. If it's not that, if it is genuinely consenting adults who are just wanking off into the camera with each other, why are you going to be such a party pooper, Zoom? <laughs> the other thing is that in like so the way that machine learning works generally for those who don't know is that you have to train you have to train your algorithm on something like what are they what is their training set that they're able to be able to to automate this that they can be like that's a dick it's (laughs) just gonna be dick pic central for them (laughs) it also means that zoom is like essentially kind of like surveilling your sex parties like get the fuck out (laughs) got one Yeah, I guess it's interesting because they said that their policies strictly prohibit displays of nudity, violence, pornography, sexually explicit material, or criminal activity. So that's like everything. But I mean, not everything. There are other things you can do. <laughs> the other thing that was a bit of an update is that subscriptions for Dipsy, which is the erotic audio content service, have doubled since March. So there's also been this, like, uptick for, I mean, for erotica in all of its forms, really, for for porn, for Audible, for these, like, these novels. Um, I guess, and, and, I mean, it doesn't really make much sense because we, yeah, just read Ectogasm, which was, I would say, almost equally as bad, um... But I think what annoys me about this book and these kinds of books is that, like, they're pretty much the reason that people think erotica is a pile of shit. Yeah. Because it can be a pile of shit. (laughs) I I think also, like, what frustrates me is, like, look, uh, satire can be really great and really funny and really powerful. Um, 
and I'm I'm generally for for it. I think that um, what Chuck Tingle does is really clever and interesting, but this felt like hmm, how to explain what I'm thinking. It just I guess this feel this feels like it took like the worst parts of like placing a deadly virus as a hero um essentially like ripping off someone else's style and capitalizing on people being a bit bored and lonely and sad at home to turn a profit i it's just i don't know it felt uh gross and shallow and just kind of like a bit a bit morally bankrupt you know Mm. yeah i wonder how the author thought it would go Mm. you know obviously you can never pick that something's going to be viral but you also know that this is a kind of hot topic at the moment and you're doing something that's just wacky and so the chances it's going to get picked up are probably a bit higher like i do wonder about how much forethought went into this um i will say that don't don't buy the book I mean, personally, <laughs> that's that's what I would say to people. <laughs> but do go on to the uh, Goodreads site and have a read <laughs> through the reviews. Because quite honestly, some of them are literal <laughs> works of art. Like, way better than... Like, way better written than this book is. And there's one in particular which I read the entirety of I think it's it would probably equal about three pages um and but it just starts with this line that's like you know this iconic book has received all kinds of reviews yet there is one question no one has offered an answer to what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) and then this is where the three pages comes in it goes I shall now proceed to answer that question, dividing it into four parts to help specify what the actual fuck. One, what the fuck would make humanity come up with the idea of this book? Two, what the fuck would make humanity go ahead and write this book? Three, what the fuck would make humanity want to read this book? And four, what the fuck does this book mean for humanity and the future of this species' life as an occupant of the solar system and the cosmos? And then it, it goes on. It, like, addresses each of these points in quite wow. some detail. <laughs> and it was, it was very I mean, good. Highly I recommend. I wish I had spent my time reading that instead, to be quite honest. <laughs> um, this last quote that I think kind of sums up what we were trying to say. It was in the answer of, you know, what does it mean for humanity in the future of our species? And they've said, simply put, doom. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Call, call me a doomsayer or a buzzkill if you want, but I ask you to think, what does it mean that the addition of some pressure to the usual equation of boredom and horny urges can make the crossing of lines so easy and indeed funny? Mm. Because some things should just not become a joke. I might personally have zero awareness of sensitivity if I'm not constantly trying, but I put in the effort and so I know that you do not call COVID-19, cancer or malaria thrilling no matter how well-meaning you are mm. oh it just makes me feel even worse that we've done this episode at all <laughs> i know i know when i started looking into it i was like oh what have we done oh, god well on that note if anyone wants to link us to some good books we would uh <laughs> we would welcome that 
We're just part of the machine, Sam. We're part of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm, box flat.